I'm like a solid 85% here. Okay. I would say 5% of me is being an air sign up in my head and the remaining 10% is online shopping. Right. Because we were kind of just looking at that before we pressed record. So my I'm kind of like cart, thinking about fashion. No, my cart and costs is is so fat right now, but my credit card closes in a few days. So I'm waiting for this one to close <laughs> so I can put on the next one. It's just so bad. It's so Gabby bad. and I are window carters. We make a lot of online carts that we abandon and then sometimes return to. If I could have a partnership with any fashion brand right now, it would be costs. Like I, I mean, love those sweaters. Their products are so yeah. chic, especially now please, that I'm like getting out to work Please more. sponsor us. Please. Oh <laughs> I promise I'll make pretty content for you. Seriously. I just feel so me in that I clothes. Know. Okay. What percentage of you is here? Um, I would say like a 70. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say 20. So that's exciting. No, because I'm here. Yeah. I am present, but I'm just, I feel really lethargic and I feel tired. I know I'm about to get my period, but it's just, it hasn't come yet. And it's those days before that just make me feel like really tired and slow. Waking up has been really difficult. I'm also just like sad mm-hmm. and I'm really in my head. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm 70% here and I think 15% of me is Whoa, like your own psychosis. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking about next year and thinking yeah. about like jobs that I want to take on mm. and thinking about like, what am I doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And then I think the remaining percentage is just still asleep in my bed. Absolutely. Ignoring Absolutely. the world because we all know I've said it on the podcast. I sleep to avoid <laughs> a lot. Aww. It's a comfy one. It's a comfy coping mechanism, even when it becomes maladaptive. I was like jump scare awoken this morning by my alarm, like oh, in gosh. a dream. Ooh, that was like I was. It was not a happy dream. Oh yeah, dream. that's not fun. Yeah, yeah. You so. said melancholic earlier, and I was like, that is yeah. the perfect word to describe the days leading up to my period. Yeah, I feel really melancholic. Well, lucky for you, your um, alpha female uterus has changed me from a new moon bleeder to a full moon bleeder. So I bled last week on time, meaning that I'm in my follicular and I'm happy and energized and ready to fucking rumble. So I got you. What can I say? Clearly my period hasn't come yet, but hire me to induce yours. No, I mean, she induced Mahal. She induces me. Like it's just, it's wild. Alpha uterus. What can can I say? say? (laughs) <laughs> we, you know, we Jinx. all have our strengths. I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And Is that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? <laughs> Did you do the meditation I sent you? Not yet. Okay. I you're waiting for it. me to type out my whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I was going to do the- it. Well, that's a lie. Yes. But also I was about to do it last night. I had like an hour before I had to leave to dinner and I really was oh, like that's in the a rush. Mood. Yeah, oh, but okay. I was in the mood to do it, but I wanted to be able to journal after and I was like, I'm not exactly. going to have time to do that. So then I didn't do exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. Fair, 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 fair. That's good because I want you to have like unstructured free flow mm-hmm. time to do it for sure. To clue the people in what we're talking about, uh, this was a long time coming. A long story short, I recent the other day did a little ditty ritual and I microdosed and what meditated. Ritual? A ditty? D-I-T-T-Y? Ditty? Like a little ditty? 
Like a little, like a little thing. I was like, we can't talk about that man on this podcast right now, Meadow. Who? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. No, T T Y D I T T. Like a little thing. I feel like it's a word my dad used to use. That's cute. I'm beating around the bush to say I did some future planning, and it was a long time coming. And I will say, the past two and a half years has been the most monumental self growth, personal development phase of my entire life. And TMV has been along with it. So you've seen it in real time, but particularly since leaving Sedona, like I have been walking through a fucking portal. Like I am calling things in quickly, moving through things quickly, figuring things out, seeing things for the future. Like I, we've got shit going on. And I didn't realize that a lot of things that I would dream up and daydream for really down the road are now going to happen in the next year. Like there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that I have access to that I saw coming in the future. And now I'm like, Oh, the future is here. Um, so I, for the past year, I will say have been periodically doing meditations where you do a lot of future visualizations. And I think we've talked about this in the podcast a couple of times of us having like really long-term seeing, like getting to know your authentic self and what that looks like way in the future. And, and I I've done that a couple of times, but I haven't particularly sat down to get really clear excuse me, on what those things look like since being in this new self-growth phase and since having more access to an understanding of that picture more clearly. And Mm. I know that's something that a lot of people don't do anyway. And I think it's important to touch on when it comes to mental health things. Like I have a lot of friends that genuinely did not think they would live this long. And so they Mm. don't know how to plan for the future or like see their future or don't really understand what that means because they've, they really never thought they would have to. So mm. it, 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 it's moved slowly. The reason I bring all this up is because I was very jazzed a couple of weeks ago to tell the entire TMV team that I microdosed, did a meditation and then mapped out my entire future, which means I re-honed in on a key phrase and statement that identifies my North star and my why. And then I built like this brain map around it, similar to the one Gabby has showed on the podcast before and kind of pieced together what values and things and like authentic code kind of goes with that and what all the projects I'm working on and want to work on, where those fit into that map. From there, I made another sheet about things and experiences that I need in order to support that vision and mm. list out a bunch of different things we can get into. From there, I made the five-year vision of like personal work, career, everything, mm-hmm. the five-year 2029 plan, scaled that back to three years, 2027, scaled that back to 2024, my entire next year. And the reason I did five, three and one particularly is because that really incredible psychic experience that I had after my birthday told me specifically, you need to make a new five year, three year and one year plan. And I was like, Ooh, girl, yeah, I've been trying to do that, but I didn't, I didn't have those years as a model specifically. So I used those as my own personal model, but I was, I've been so jazzed so motivated about it. I've already used it to approach the people working at me with, or for my consulting business that we're going to like completely revamp and rehaul and build out for the next year in such a cool way that led to like the most amazing conversation I shared with the whole TMV team. And we're going to have everyone on our team do it for themselves personally and how it relates Mm -hmm. to what they want to learn while we're at TMV. And we're all going to come together and talk about it. It's, it's, it's been so monumentally motivating And also has allowed me to get really, really clear on quotidian details and day-to-day routines about what is supporting me getting there and what isn't. Okay. So today we're talking about future planning. 
Yes. Pause. Because two things that I want you to like zoom in on for everyone. Number one, was there anything that surprised you that either you were like, oh, I didn't know I needed to do this, or I didn't know I wanted this, or the opposite of that of like, I didn't, I thought I wanted it, I actually don't. And then I want you to talk about like, if you are willing to share some of those specific habits and Mm -hmm. things that you're doing in your day to day, because we've heard that on the internet a lot of like, do the things in your life now that like the CEO version of you is going to be doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. do it now. Mm -hmm. So curious about those two questions. Fantastic questions. The first one, things that either surprise me that I want or no longer identified with. Um, I think one that really comes to mind is I haven't really talked about how much I can talk about this publicly. So I'm going to like, just be a little bit vague here, but I'm working with someone new on the consulting or side of things that doesn't have anything to do with TMV that I kind of was looking for in the background in different work relationships for a while, but didn't realize was going to happen this quickly in this way. And I, I didn't know that was something that I was looking for. And then when the, it was opportunity was presented to me, I was like, oh, I'm, t- I can go to the moon next year now because of doing it together. Mm. So I, I, I was, um, very pleasantly surprised by the community that I'm gathering and the people that are coming along for this ride to help me and how quickly I'm going to see through huge dreams, how their dreams so align, like if the whole process of finding this person is so fuck. I'm like, sorry for, you know, I still have the guilt around saying crazy. It's so fucking crazy. Like I can't wait to publicly talk about it on the pod and like tell everyone about it anyway. So that was really surprising was just a new person coming in and like seeing how quickly long-term visions are now happening right now. Mm-hmm. And it allowed me to tap into my imagination a lot more. And that coincidentally is another thing the psychic said to me is like, the more that I tap into my imagination and the more I really like start removing realistic expectations off of my dreams to just see what my dreams really are, the easier you then will be able to scale those back and plan them out strategically because I just had to get clearer on what I like was almost limiting how far I could dream given Mm. my current resources. And Mm -hmm. she was telling me to not do that, to figure out what resources you need to get there. And it kind of all came together at once to help me do that. Very cool. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So that was really surprising. Something I really didn't want to happen vehemently, vehemently, vehemently did not want Mm -hmm. to happen. I've now accepted as my fate, which is moving. And we'll leave it at that with no further details. Mm -hmm. Yep. Meta (sighs) told me as I was peeing on the toilet and I shed a tear. Yeah. She literally cried. It was really cute. What was the second question you asked me? Things and habits that you're doing in your day to day that are helping you get towards that goal. Um, reading. I used to reading read what for, for pleasure every single morning. And, um, I, you know me, I always read like seven books at once and then I fall off of that, whatever mm-hmm. I, I, throughout the month of November, as I think I shared on here was trying to really hone in on spirituality and mental health practices that I had kind of waned for a little bit and like build a bigger foundation. So I'm meditating with a lot more discipline, like pretty much at least mm-hmm. once a day. Mm-hmm. And I have a um, stricter morning routine with things I accomplish in the morning routine. And in that is always reading. Mm-hmm. I'm still reading on our best behavior because I'm also still reading a hundred other books that I really love. But right now I picked up this book that I shared. I am so frankly embarrassed to say that like 
everyone has had this book on their bookshelf for since high school and I never fucking read it. And it's book? so embarrassing. Malcolm Gladwell. I've literally never read Malcolm Gladwell. How like Neither much does that Don't not worry. add? Right. But like how much does that not add up for us? It's like so embarrassing. Mm. Okay. It's incredible. Outliers, the story of success. And it's mm-hmm. basically turning on its head all everything we know about success and how people get there and where luck and opportunity and doing it together and environments. It's it's taking everyone's success story and p- picking it apart to be like, this is what truly makes an outlier, like someone that's monumentally mm-hmm. successful. And it has been so fucking cool to read while planning out my future success. Ooh, and like okay. noticing what that. makes me uniquely qualified to speak to and accomplish the dreams that I want to accomplish, like through seeing how other people got into their own path, kind of. Mm-hmm. You'll love it. You'll totally okay. love it. We'll I have a lot to unpack. I'll, I'll bring it to you. But I think one big thing that I wanted to say in terms of finding your why and this brain hole brain map plans is I think in the past, I would have really loved to do this exercise and had someone say this to me with your why is a with the with the caveat that your why is allowed to be I'm seeking my why. And in fact, I think that's like one of the coolest things you can do. Like I'm calling this like my north star and if you don't have one and this brain map feels hard to do, I really encourage you to still try to do it with things that interest you right now with your goal for 2024 being like I am exploring to get closer to what my why is. I think mm-hmm. that is the coolest fucking thing in the world and I think you and I have talked about that a little bit in in my early 20s. I kind of like floated around that but really didn't seek experiences out with the through line of I'm finding my why. So like, I need to try everything. I need to collect the no's. I need to see what's a yes, what's a no, why it's a no, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, what people I want to be around, what habits I want to do, what work styles I like. Like, I I feel like I would have been so much gentler and also more curious and less judgmental about the experiences I was collecting. If I had the mindset of I'm doing everything to explore what my why could be. Mm, I like that you're pointing it out that way because we, you're like, you're hundred percent correct. We've danced around saying that, but we haven't said it that clearly because even when we talk about like the old jobs that I had, what I always Mm -hmm. say, like take the internship, even if you don't think it's something you want to do, but you're like maybe a little bit curious about it because that you finding out that you absolutely do not want to do it is just as strong as a, of a data point as, Oh, I love this. It really is. And also there's so much pressure to, particularly now, there's so much pressure on young people to have everything figured out mm-hmm. and have the career and have their, they, they're an entrepreneur at 21 years old and they've already sold their first business and they're on to the mm-hmm. second. Like there's this mm-hmm. immense pressure that is reality for some people, but it's not reality for most. And right. that's fine. And I think that sometimes... I shy away from saying it that bluntly because I never want to crush somebody's dream. I just mm. want people to be aware that there's other options to climbing whatever mountain you want to climb. And it doesn't need to yeah. look exactly like somebody else's journey. And that's not to say you're never going to get there. And that's not to say don't dream as big as humanly possible and even more than that. Mm-hmm. But it's just saying like give yourself a little bit of grace and allow yourself to create your own path and your own journey and take those, you know, 
like points of information from all the people that you admire, like that book is talking about to find like the through line that maybe mm-hmm. all of those people did. And you can learn from it that way, instead of giving yourself the pressure of following somebody else's exact career map. Totally. It also really allows you to, to look at all those different people and watch how different people get to their success. And like, ages and styles and mm-hmm. how much their work-life balance was, where they lit. Like it's, it's so much, I don't know. It's that, that approaching it with the curiosity is mm-hmm. so much more helpful than approaching it. Like, Oh, I don't match up to this exact timeline or I don't match up to this road. Like no one matches up to yeah. the same roadmap. That's an invisible standard that we've now moved from a midlife crisis to a quarter life crisis. Cause everyone in their early to mid twenties to thirties thinks they need to have like the career, the relationship that like, that's an invisible standard that doesn't exist. So when you start yeah approaching yourself and other people with curiosity and noticing that like Oprah didn't get her first show till what her 40, like when you just start looking at different people, no one's roadmap is the same. And it's so much easier to not compare yourself or feel like you're failing by -hmm. looking other places because instead you're just collecting data for your own unique map. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And also there's, as somebody who gets really hyper-focused on an identity and how that's attached to their career. I have found that in my life, some of the points that have been the most transformative and helpful was when I approach things with curiosity and openness. Two Mm -hmm. big examples that come to my brain when I was in college, and this is unique. This is unique. And I know not everyone can do this, but a lot of people can, because I wasn't going to go into finance. I wasn't going to be a doctor. I wasn't going to be a lawyer. Like I had the ability to study kind of whatever I wanted in my head being like, I know I want to work in magazines or I know this is what I want to do mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that in my summers and I'm going to take internships, but I'm just going to study something I'm really curious about that I don't know much about that I want to be more well-versed on and I think it'll just make me a more well-rounded human, which I think in turn makes you more hireable in general. Yeah. So I decided to major in political science. Mm-hmm. And everybody, especially because I was in D.C., I was one of, especially as the classes got smaller, like my junior and senior year, I was one of, if not the only one in my classes that like didn't want to be a campaign manager, didn't want to be a lobbyist, didn't want to be the fucking president. Like I was the one of the only, and it allowed me to observe and learn in such a fun way where obviously like the stakes are, you know, your education and your learning and your grades but it wasn't that deep. I just got Mm -hmm. to learn for fun. And same thing when I started my job as the assistant at AD. And I did this honestly throughout my internships too. Although I was in an industry that I wanted to be in, I think one of the qualities that makes an intern or an assistant really great is them being extremely open to just learning. Like that is their purpose to be there is to learn. And I don't say that because in a way that makes you feel like, you're going to be unhelpful. Like obviously you're there to do your job and do it well. But I think part of doing your job really well is staying open to learning and being curious and being hungry in that way. And just being open to like the new experiences that'll come your way through it. 
I, I just, I just love the point you make about relieving that pressure cooker because I almost think it helps you identify and find again, it just reminds me so much of how I say view your emotions as an anthropologist. Like mm-hmm. when you just remove judgment and fear and approach with curiosity and that pre- you're not putting that pressure, the stakes aren't high, whatever you can so much more authentically figure out what aligns with you and then flow into something that does feel really important. But with that, I guess it's that healthy detachment, right? Like that healthy space between mm-hmm. you and the thing, because you know that it's not all that defines you or makes you up. I don't know. It just feels like such a, such a more gentle, productive, calmer, curiouser and way to approach something. And also frankly, to be more successful at learning in the process. Yeah. You know, it really does. Yeah. It's like, it's like how people say in their thirties and forties, like, Oh, I wish I would go to college now because I want to learn so badly. Like I would have really wanted to be there rather than going through the motions right after school to get a degree, to get a job. You know what I mean? When people are like, Oh, I'm just in the mindset to do it now. That's it's the same thing when you kind of relieve that pressure and insurance again, can't apply to everyone. Like you say, it's a nice caveat, but I just, I think it, I think I found this so helpful, especially, I mean, fuck December, like end of the year. All I do is like rest, reflect, plant seeds, whatever. But, um, so this is something I kind of did in my own spur of the moment thing. I have a different version of, of kind of similar to this roadmap that I walk through with clients. Mm -hmm. And I've decided that I'm going to not expose that entire thing, of course, but take pieces of that and pieces of this and build a little guide and post it on Patreon for everyone to try to do the same thing. Cause I've just found it so helpful. I think it's a cool, cool skill and resource to hand out to people. And I'll send the meditation that made me cry. We love it. It's also my future vision. Doing stuff like this sometimes can feel overwhelming approaching it, being like, Oh, I'm going to map out all these things and do all these things. But can I tell you that in the moments that I have actually done it, it feels so inspiring and it like Mm -hmm. fuels your soul. If you allow yourself to feel inspired, because sometimes there's an immediate feeling of like, Oh fuck. Like I have a lot I want to do and I have a lot I want to accomplish, which is something that I'm like moving through right now, especially Mm. when I think about time Mm -hmm. and I think about how quickly, like lately I've been thinking a lot about how fast the last three years went by. Yeah. But also how much can happen. Like I feel like every year of these last three years, I've become a different version of myself. Like my personal growth in the last three years has been so immense. Mm-hmm. And even with work opportunities, things have gotten so much more – I mean I don't want to say more exciting, but it's like I feel like I'm getting closer to – you know, where, whatever. I hate Mm -hmm. saying I'm getting closer to where I want to be because I want to like force myself to be present in this moment. and remember that like, this is a part of that. It's not about the end goal. It's about all the things I'm doing to get there, but it's hard. And it's also hard when monetary wise Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things might not add up. So like, Mm -hmm. You know, this year, for example, I feel like I've had so many new opportunities, like even speaking at that summit at USC or Mm -hmm. doing more events or projects that I'm like really thrilled about, even the growth of the podcast and the things that we've been able to do and with co-create and everything. And when there isn't necessarily a dollar sign attached to it, I guess co-create is a bad example because we're literally selling it, but like the summit, for example, like I didn't get paid to do that. Mm -hmm. I think it sometimes makes me feel like I can't actually acknowledge 
the gravity of it or how excited I am by it because I'm not seeing the monetary exchange. Mm-hmm. And as much as we want to be like, oh, it's an energetic exchange and it's this and that, like sometimes I was talking about my mom and I like, I was just like, I don't feel like my input is matching my output. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a frustrating space to be in, especially as a freelancer where yes, again, like the giant caveat that we always say of like how privileged we are to get to be our own bosses and all of that stuff. And at the same time, like there, there was a real comfort in like, for example, when I was at my assistant job, even though my salary was so bad, there was almost this like, well, what can I do about it? It's my salary mm. type of feeling around it where, yeah, if I really wanted to, I could have gotten a job on the weekends and I could have, you know, figured mm-hmm. something else out. I could have, you know, free whatever. But there was this sense of like, well, that's what I'm getting paid and I'm doing the job. And there wasn't this like intense sense of urgency because when you're climbing a ladder, it's like the steps are almost a little bit more or the duration between steps is a little bit more finite. Mm-hmm. Whereas now every dollar I make is completely dependent on whether or not I go chase and get that dollar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when that input does not match the output or where mm-hmm. I'm, then I'm like, is the input not matching the output or am I just not doing enough? Exactly. Should I have been doing more? Should I have yeah. actually been working yeah. way smarter? Mm-hmm. Like have That's I just been doing busy trap. work? It's yeah, like, such have a I freelancer trap. Yeah. And, and yeah. this week in particular, I've been catching myself where I'll like find myself becoming a zombie in front of my computer. And I'm like, what am I even doing? What am I doing? Clear my inbox? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like I can clear my inbox at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. what do I need to do right now that is actually going to move the needle? Because me clearing mm-hmm. my inbox, yeah, sure. It'll like alleviate some clutter and be like allow me to sort of see the things that I need to address. Mm-hmm. But like that can happen at the end of the day. Why am I spending an hour doing this? Totally agree. I think that helps. This helps me get so much clearer on what's a priority in terms of like my actual moving through work tasks, because mm-hmm. I feel similarly to you, obviously, because we're building something together as well. Like we are putting our heart and souls into a lot of shit without seeing a lot of return right away. And mm-hmm. I do think there is that, that entrepreneurial mindset or, or, trope or story where like, yes, you do that a lot at the beginning and it, it compounds over time. And yes, not success doesn't equal a dollar. And yet there's a certain threshold of like trying to pay rent and trying to do things and trying mm-hmm. to move through life and live above paycheck to paycheck that like that shit is really fucking hard. And like, yes, it should match your input at a certain point to allow you. I, I learned the other day, what were Aaron and I watching? We were watching something And we learned that there's not one state in the United States where someone working minimum wage can afford a two-bedroom apartment. Not one state. And so I think about the models we have for examples of leadership and success and not only like where these kind of like other factors come into play, which you'll learn about when you read this book, but also the opportunity to, to live out of a fight or flight was so much easier than it is for our age and our generation. It is so much harder to get above fight or flight survival state. Like it it said in Alabama, you either have to have four roommates or work three jobs to, to get a minimum wage paycheck and afford a two bedroom apartment in Alabama. Like Mm. it is just so it's, it's a, it's a different world out here. So it's, it's also nice to remember the world in which we exist right now is the first time this world has existed. So it's, it's yeah. the way we have to move is a different, it's a different board game. It's literally like the pieces are different. Mm-hmm. 
don't know. It really just is. The, like these types of things help me remember that things like I used to really, really be into Oprah's Super Soul Sundays when she would get mm. people on and tell their stories. That was really helpful. Also, Gabby knows, and I'm sorry because I won't shut up about it to you, but I have to tell everyone. Like I am so deep on my diary of a CEO shit right now. One, oh, yeah. I think he's having the. Be- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, he's amazing. I've, he's amazing. He's having the best conversations. He is yeah. such a role model for the podcast for us. He's, he's so interesting incredible. to listen to. So, so interesting smart. to listen to. So smart. He's also someone that made his first million in his early 20s and lived that old school lifestyle that we're talking about comparing ourselves to. And now is in a place where he's like, I contributed to a model of success and entrepreneurship that I do not want to partake in. And it took me getting it to realize it. And now he prioritizes his sleep. He doesn't take meetings before 11 a.m. to sleep. He's really on his like spiritual, authentic leadership. Reminds me of a lot of conversations we've had with Jesse and Sam like mm-hmm. really trying to invent like new culture, new leadership, new this. And he started a vlog series. And you guys, like I have sent Gabby like all 10 of the episodes. Like I <laughs> cannot, not only is it one of the most, he's such an expander for me. And not only has it become such a valuable tool in learning how people move through their days and like really, really showing a behind the scenes of how things work and not being afraid to peel back the curtain and like be vulnerable and authentic and give tools. I never want my calendar to look like his calendar. That shit's fucking insane. But like, it's so helpful to see and like learn from people in a day-to-day experience and the production value, like the style, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I have like my own specific editing style. He's, he's like the new Casey Neistat to me. Like his vlogs are going to become like their own editing style and genre in and of itself. In addition to authentic entrepreneurship being revealed. It is I cannot fucking stop. I've sent it to all my clients. I've sent every episode to Gabby. I sent it to Aaron. He hasn't watched it yet. I have to have a talking with him because I'm like, I have so many different things I need to discuss about this. Like it is that last episode, episode 10. I sent it to Kingman. I'm losing You're on my one. mind. I'm every time I got mind. a text I'm from Meta last week, it was just one. a new vlog. It was a new vlog. It's like all I was doing is future planning and watching those things and being like, Gabby, you have no idea. I have so many plans for us. <laughs> like, oh my God. I can't. But yeah, they're really interesting I and I, I recommend people watch them. I'm like halfway new through expander. one of them, but they're very interesting. They're so good. <sighs> we got to wrap soon. Okay. This was I'm short. You know. This was short. Okay. I feel like it was jam-packed. Yeah. Blame me because I am <laughs> the- not doing well. Short and sweet today. Is there anything else you want to say? <laughs> Actually, yes, but it's a little sticky for the public. So I'm really excited to have a Patreon conversation with you later today because it kind of has yes. to do with this. And I have some pretty pointed thoughts. And if you don't know mm. um, things that feel a little scary to share on the internet, we share more freely on Patreon because it's just we a sure safe space for us. And I have some shit to say today. So we can keep this short and sweet. Thank you for being here, even though you feel like crapola. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate you showing up anyway. Showing Thank up you as fam you are. always makes me feel better. I mean, hello. That's what we're here for. I feel like Chris Clemens in that one episode we did with him. <laughs> no, literally. That's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking too. Um, so yeah, guys, go to our Patreon. We're going to record a Patreon only today that should be probably up by the time that this goes live. And mm-hmm. we love you. Okay, bye. We love you. TTYL.
How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts May Vary Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, baby. Gotcha.